How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Two Bros Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Smith, and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Dakota Smith. How are you doing this afternoon, Dakota? Uh, you know, long day at work, so get this done. Watch watch some Monday night football. They had to put me through the torture of watching the Denver Broncos again in primetime. Thank you to the people who thought Denver was going to be good, because that's the only reason they're getting all these primetime games. And yeah, we, we, we found out now that they're actually not that good. So, yeah, I'll watch it anyway because it's football. Yeah, I will, will not watch it. So, <laughs> but today's episode over the NBA, we're recording this on Monday, October 17th, having a back-to-back uploads for this, and then the next one will be back to normal schedule on Friday with the conference predictions then. But today we're going over the final division, and it's the final one for the East here. It's the Central Division with including the Milwaukee Bucks, the Chicago Bulls, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Indiana Pacers, and the Detroit Pistons. The first team we will be talking about is the Chicago Bulls, a roster that has potential everywhere on it, really. They have some young pieces who can definitely blow up. Um, I mean, Kobe White's 22, Patrick Williams is 21, Levine's still only 27, actually. And you've got DeRozan, you've got Lonzo, but Lonzo's going to be out for a while. What do you think? I compare just this division in general to kind of the Northwest and the West. There's one team that is over everybody else pretty easily. Then you have that second team that is probably clearly, very clearly the second team in this division, then you have Chicago, who I will, and their win total bears it out that they're pretty close to Portland. And then you have the two bottom teams in this division. So I I like Chicago. The, I mean, I like DeMar DeRozan kind of got a career resurgence when he went to Chicago. He looked really good yeah. last year. They said Ayo Dosumu is going to be the point guard to start the year. Not a, I mean, not as good as Lonzo, obviously, but... And that's been Lonzo's thing. He can't stay healthy. And I think healthy Lonzo really improves his team. I mean, Patrick Williams is a defensive stopper. You have Vooch inside, Levine and DeRozan on the wing. They brought in Drummond to play backup center to Vucevic. So I think they're right around. They have a 41 and a half win total. I think they're right around that. I think they're right around a 500 team. I think. Which should be good enough to get you at least a play-in in the East this year. Yeah. Yeah, Billy Donovan did say that Lonzo's knee is doing well after the surgeries. And I think this team can make the playoffs, and I honestly think they will. I think there's there'll be three teams out of this division that'll make the playoffs. And so we'll, we'll see with Chicago, but I think it's going to take – the beginning of the season might be rough. I think they're going to need Lonzo back for sure. I think um, this is this is a kind of what you see is what you get team. They they didn't make a whole lot of changes over the offseason. They drafted Dalen Terry out of Arizona with the 18th pick. Don't know how much he'll actually play, but they this roster is very similar to what it was last year. They still have Caruso, Derek Jones Jr. Like they're this is pretty well close to the same roster they had last year. Yeah. And like I said, there's the young pieces in there. Lonzo's still only 24. And they have the GOAT Caruso. So, I mean, 
we'll we'll see what happens in Chicago, but th- they might start off slow. I can so, definitely see that. Next team, this is a big one. The Cleveland Cavaliers, because this team is getting better and better. LeBron who? You don't need him. <laughs> like, leave him. Okay. Keep him away. Keep him away. They don't. I really don't think they do. This team is, I think this team is going to be very good. I I don't disagree with you. I think that, I agree. I think this team is going to be very good. But how good is the question? I think it depends on how well everybody gels together. I mean, mm-hmm. But Donovan Mitchell is that guy. Evan Mobley, also that guy. Jared Allen. I've always been a huge Jared Allen fan. Darius Garland. Darius Garland, the second Colin Sexton got hurt last year. He finally blossomed into who they thought Darius Garland was going to be. And Isaac Okoro's your wing. He's a wing defender. Not great offensively, but he's a wing guy. You have Kevin Love, who he's just Kevin Love now. He just shoots threes and rebounds occasionally but i'd be remiss if i didn't give dean wade a shout out i i think we would both yep we we were it's gonna be impossible for us to go tough with talking about the cavaliers without mentioning dean so and they signed him to a contract so they obviously think he's gonna be a big bench piece so and karis lavert he was came over from indiana last year and so everybody left Indiana. So we'll talk about that later, but literally everybody left Indiana. But no, I think they're probably a six, probably a six seed yeah. in the E, six or a seven. Yeah, I think they can definitely push for that, not even having to go through in the play in. Like, and depending on how well they gel and things like that, if they can get off to a really hot start, this team can end up being a four or five seed easily. Um, and like you said, Dean, he he got the three year, eighteen and a half million dollar extension. You're getting that bag for him, but um, this team is young, still, mm-hmm. and but they also have those older leadership pieces. Like Ricky Rubio's no 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 bum, like I he is no. a, he he does his job and he does it well, and he, I think he's gonna come off the bench, be the point guard for that second rotation and he's going to do it well. He's a good passer, great playmaker. And like you said, Kevin Love, he's older now and I think he understands that and he knows, you oh, know, yeah. Evan Mobley's here, he knows Dean's there. There's competition there and Kevin Love's going to sit there and play his role. He's going to shoot, catch, shoot threes, he's going to rebound and that's exactly basically what Dean does. And Evan Mobley, man, oh my. He is Yeah. He's looking to be something special. And I I think this Cleveland team is that got one of the court. brightest futures in the NBA because D- Darius Garland, Lavert. I mean, Lavert's only twenty eight. Mitchell's still only twenty six. Evan Mobley, like Isaac Okoro. <clears throat> I I really like the look of Cleveland. I'm just gonna give you a hypothetical. Imagine if Jared Allen was still the center for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, that'd be scary. I just realized he's yeah. still only twenty four. Yeah, I love this front court. I love the combination of Mobley and Allen. Yeah, Cleveland can – I can almost guarantee a play-in spot, more than likely, but can probably sneak in to that four, five, six seed. So I think I think they're right around the six. That's that's about where I have them at right now. Yeah, Cleveland will have a good year, hopefully. Next team, team that's very young once again, but 
they have a scary backcourt coming up in the future. The Detroit Pistons, I mean, names that come to mind immediately. Cade Cunningham. Um, gosh, where's he at? Jaden Ivey. Jaden yeah, Ivey. I forgot his name, yeah. And then, honestly, Marvin Bagley, if he can revive his career a little bit here. He's hurt. Sadiq Bay. I don't know how I, long Bagley. Duran. Bagley's out. I don't know for how long. They thought it could have been season ending, but it wasn't. But I think he's out for at least four yeah, to six weeks. He's out for a while. Yeah, he's out for the first month. Well, but I mean, even with all that, they're still one of the projected like bottom six or seven teams oh, in the league. They're not gonna yeah, be great. They're, they're but... not gonna be good right away, but oh no. I like I like this team. I, I like the pieces. Yeah. I think the pieces are going to be good. I like Jaden Ivey. I like Jalen Duran. I really like Cade Cunningham. I just they're they're a big man away. A big I think man that, away? I, I, they're a four. They're a four away. They're they're a four. I don't believe in Marvin Bagley. I just don't believe in it. I just don't think he's ever going to pan out. And if he does, good for him. I I really hope for his sake he does, but they're lacking a four. Yeah, Durin's Durin, the their center of the future, but like that's if you look at the big glaring weakness of this team, like depth wise, it's at the four. Yeah, it's it's definitely at the four. And like Killian Hayes never that was a draft pick for them that never panned out because he was taken. He was a lottery pick. He was yeah, he was a seventh overall pick in 2020 and was not it as of yeah, to this so point. Far. And. And well, them drafting Kate Cunningham basically told me all they that I needed to know. And the fact that they drafted Jaden Ivey as well, that that tells me all they need to know about how what they think of Killian Hayes at this point. Yeah. Uh, and I I mean, they got they brought in Bojan Bogdanovich for some he's a veteran guy. Nerlens Noel. Corey Joseph's on this roster, but he probably won't play because he's like the third or fourth point guard. Hamadou Diallo had a good year last year. He had a he had a pretty solid year last year. When certain people were out, he played really good. But then there were other times where he's just he's he's a guy who, I mean, we thought was going to be good, but never really. I mean, he was a second round pick, and he flashed some athleticism and stuff like that. But he's never really panned out into a great player. He's always just been more of a bench piece. And Alec Burks is on this roster came over from New York. Yeah, and I actually was just about to mention him. I actually like that pickup. I, I think Alec, Alec Burks is somebody who's going to give you good role player minutes. Um, he averaged 11, was it four? 11, 5, and 3 last year. And, I mean, he's going to go on the court and he's going to do his job, and he's going to give you good role player minutes. And he can he's a bucket. He can score. <laughs> yeah. I just I, – I worry about their – like I said, I worry about their four – I worry about yeah. Bagley. I want it. I, I, I thought he was going to be good, but he's been, he was the number two pick in the draft in 18. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like at this point in time in his career, I mean, he's averaged 13 and seven when healthy. That's not what you want when you draft somebody number two overall. He's never really, I mean, it's not Anthony Bennett level bust, but I mean, I think, I think he only played 48 games last year. Like he just, he can't stay healthy. I think that's always been the issue. He's never played. He played 62 games his rookie year. Yeah. In the four seasons after that, 
he's played 104. He hasn't played more than 43 games in the last four years. Okay, oh, take that back. They didn't. ESPN's stuff is really stupid. They don't combine his stats from last year. So he played 48 games last year. So in the last three years, he's played 104. Because they they keep the they separate the Detroit stats from the Sacramento stats, and you have to add those no. games. That's what yeah. got me on that. But no, he's still never since his rookie year hasn't played more than 48 games. I, yeah, he he reminds me of Jonathan Isaac. It was just the fact that neither one of them can stay healthy, and they both had very good potential, really. Oh, the potential was through the roof with Bagley. I mean, we all saw it. Yeah. Like he was going to be really good, but I just it never really panned. It never panned out for him, and that seems to be the case with people drafted by the Sacramento Kings. But um, well, we all know how that franchise is. Yeah, we that that teams we we've talked about that team. Oh, this was that year. Okay, I was trying to for reference to. Oh, goodness gracious! Yep, he's gonna live with that forever. The guy who got drafted before Luka Doncic. It was before a few people, I think. Yeah, Luka, Trey, Colin Sexton, yeah. Mikael Bridges, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, he Michael he's Porter. Have to live with some stuff. He's gonna have to live with that for a while. There are a lot of guys behind. Jaron Jackson went four in that draft. Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba both went six and seven. Good draft luck. That's really, it was, I mean, that was year eight and was number one. Yeah. Which, God, Phoenix, you missed. You swung and missed, Phoenix. I mean, Aiden hasn't been well, that, that, that. That's a debate for another time well, of how much they swung and missed, but they could have had Luca or Trey. But at I, the time, it probably was the right pick. I don't know who what their roster was in 2018. I don't remember that far back, um, but I'd assume Paul. they had some type of point guard. <laughs> I'm assuming was Paul on that roster yet? No, he wouldn't no, have been. He was he was close. still on Houston. He was, yeah. And at that point in time, you should just take him and like. Oh. But could you, Luka, could you could you imagine a backcourt of Luka Doncic and Devin Booker? Yeah, Luka was. Um... I don't want to say a risky pick at the time, but I would say he was one of the more risky ones since he played overseas, and he didn't. I mean, so I don't know. I mean, I we've saw, I, I, like is that Porzingis syndrome at that point that he didn't? He was yeah. one of those big, big European players didn't pan out. I, I, I get it. I, I get it why you don't take Luca, but you look really stupid five years later. You looked really stupid when he won rookie of the year. But, and yeah, I mean, Marvin, at the time, just just for perspective, maybe, well, they just got Josh Jackson at the time, and if you're thinking Luca's a three, then they have Marquise Chris, well, they had Bledsoe, oh. D Book. Luca was always going oh. to be a one in the Luca was always going to be a one in the NBA. He was never going to be a three. He was never he's was never going to be a three. For perspective, Marvin Bagley averaged fourteen point nine points and seven point six. His rookie year was about his best. It was his best year. Like his rookie year, statistically, was his best year. Well, and there was a lot of potential in Sacramento. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not that they're drafting bad. I don't want to say that. How do I word this? They're not drafting bad picks at the time. Like those guys through college. They're good. Like they're very, very good. Like they're good picks. They just yeah. didn't pan out their potential, and injuries have hurt a couple of their draft picks. 
Oh, uh, it was stupid that they traded trade Halliburton, but that's oh uh, yeah. Don't get me started on that trade. That trade was ridiculous. You, I mean, I love Aaron Fox, but it probably should have been him. I, they they shouldn't have got rid of Halliburton. I think he's got a pretty bright and that future. Actually, leads us right into the Indiana Pacers, who, um, you know, acquired Halliburton. So I think uh, Indiana probably won the trade. <laughs> Oh, I don't disagree, but they I mean, aren't good. They aren't going to win anything else. Oh, so. they're not going to win any games. But I mean, <laughs> I oh, you got rid of Sabonis, which sucks. But Halliburton's clearly the point guard for your future. Um, Chris Dorte, he averaged thirteen last year, four two. I mean, he, he can a, score it. He had a pretty solid rookie year. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. Um, you have Buddy Heald, who can shoot it. Isaiah Jackson is 20. You just drafted Benedict Matherin, who I think is – if he keeps the, some, the same mentality he had coming in, he's got, I mean, he's, he's got some swag. He's got some swagger to him. And he's, I think that's got good some for swagger. And he can score the ball. We saw it at college, obviously, at Arizona. And he's so, going to play – I think he's got to play right away too. I think he I has think to play right, starts I, right away. I think he has to start right away. And – I mean, Jalen Smith, so. Smith was the um, God, he was number 10. He was the a lottery pick for Phoenix in 2020, who never panned out for Phoenix. Yep. They have they have him now. And Miles Turner's always been a really good defensive center. Like mm-hmm. he's never he's not going to kill you. But it they lack star power. And yeah. the league that is and the league that is firmly built around star power, you they're they're lacking right now. Can Matherin be that guy? Possibly. But can Victor Wimbanyama be that guy too? Also, yes. They're yeah. in there. They are firmly in the running for Victor Wimbanyama oh, yeah. slash Scoot Henderson because I mean, that's one, two next year. I mean, I think they're not solidified. <laughs> yeah, they pretty. Yeah, Indiana is tied with Oklahoma City and Houston for the second lowest projected win totals or their over under win total at 23 and a half and yeah i mean they could steal they, they they'll steal games from people like it happens in the nba all the time yeah somebody just has a really good night and beats somebody really good it happens a lot but i just don't think it's going to happen very often with this indiana team they're they got a lot of young pieces I, I really believe in Tyrese Halliburton. Mm-hmm. Duarte is going to be fine. Buddy Heald was kind of what we expected. I mean, I was never high as, as high on him in the NBA as I was on him in college. He was a much better college player than he was an NBA player. And Jalen Smith never really panned out. I, a lot of guys getting some second chances. Yeah. A guy like yeah. Jalen Smith. Aaron Neesmith, who never panned out for the Celtics, he's on this roster now. He was he was the 14th overall pick in 2020. He never yeah, panned they, out for it. But, the Pacers uh, it, picked up both of their fourth-year fourth options. Yeah. And then TJ McConnell's a nice veteran, veteran piece. I just – we'll see. I think yeah. this is a big we'll see for Indiana. 
I don't think it's going to be a we'll see of the playoffs. I think it's more of we'll see how low in the draft. We'll we'll, we'll <laughs> see if we'll see which top five pick you get. Yeah. Um, I think my main thing for Indiana is Halliburton averaged fifteen four and eight assists last year. So I mean, he's the clear cut point guard. I think for the future. Uh-huh. And I, but the one thing I think he's going to do is I think he's just, he's going to need to score more. And I think so he'll, too. He'll do it. I think he'll do it. I think he'll he'll be fine doing. It. I don't think he's got problems. But he's a very good playmaker as well. But also Benedict Matherin, if he can hit the ground running, scoring 15, 18 a game, I mean, it'd be really helpful for Indiana. Oh, yeah. And Halliburton also, 41% career three-point shooter. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you're going to shoot it at that percentage, you need to shoot more. But, I mean, he's a he's a point guard. We all know point guards love to pass. but They're always unselfish, but... Maybe it's time for this year for <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton to be a little bit more unselfish or be a little bit more selfish, excuse me, and kind of hunt his shot a little bit. And but they got yeah. a lot of guys that can score. <clears throat> the bigger question for this team is who's going to play defense. Yeah. I, I think that that that's your weakness here if you're Indiana. I think a lot of these guys can score. A lot of these guys can get hot. Buddy Hill can light up a gym. Oh, you yeah. let Buddy get going, hot, Buddy, you let, he's got like that Terrence Ross game in him where he can just hang 45 on you randomly and still the most random 50-point game of, I've ever seen with Terrence Ross, but that's another story for – that's another topic for another time. They're going to be a 25-30 to 30 win team, if that. I think they're in the running for the worst team in the league. I still think it's San Antonio, but I give – San Antonio, like two or three plus wins just for Greg Popovich being their head coach. Yeah. And he'll honestly, I can see him retiring soon. <laughs> so I, I don't know if this is the way he wants to go out. Yeah. But <laughs> be, a, be, a, be, a rough way, be a rough way to go out in that. We, we, we like we, we've touched on that roster. That roster is bad. Yeah. Um, Next team, though. Um, the last team in the division, the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, this team, in my opinion, was a Chris Middleton away from the finals and possibly winning the title. And that's coming from a Warriors fan because this team is so good. Gian- Giannis is so good. I- I've actually realized he's 27. A little, maybe a little older than I thought it was. I thought he was like 24, 25 yeah. still. But this team is, if they can stay healthy, it's deadly. And it is deadly yeah i love chris middleton obviously everybody everybody loves Giannis. we all love his dad jokes on instagram um and it's just basically i mean it's them too and then it's a lot of role players put around this but it's good role players this roster is very similar to where it was last year too like this is a this roster is a lot they brought um ingles in from like he was traded to portland never played or he was traded he was traded and never played because he got hurt last year. So Ingles is on this roster. That's and Marjan Bochamp, they drafted him. And Middleton that came out today, he's gonna expected to miss the first few weeks with that torn ligament in his left wrist. So they'll be fine. They have Giannis. They'll be fine. And that, that, that another debate for another time on whether on who the best player on the planet is right now. But it's obviously Obviously, Giannis is top three, though. At yeah. least top five. <laughs> At least top five. You and I are both yeah. on this train of. There's. I, 
I I love Kevin Durant. I always have. We we almost have. It's really hard. This is kind of getting off topic of the Bucks, but it's really hard to decide top players in the NBA because there's so many good players now. Yep. It is. It isn't back then when it was like, oh look, there's Bill Russell. <laughs> like, oh look oh look that's michael right. jordan yeah oh there's mj magic bird all right cool like i mean and uh, don't get me wrong there's a ton of great players back then alongside those three but those are the three that come to mind when you think you know like that Celtics bulls in that area so yeah. Giannis average 30 12 six assists last year i mean there are let me tell you he's a three-point shot away from being the best player to ever play the game <laughs> literally quite literally <laughs> If he could shoot 30, 35%, oh my goodness. What did he shoot from three last year? I mean, I mean, we've also said this about Ben Simmons, too. He, he's a three-point shot, shot away from uh, Well, he actually shot 29% from three. So. Well, 22% in the playoffs. Yeah. It didn't matter. He still averaged 32 a game. Yeah. He doesn't shoot it a lot. And, I mean, you're seeing improvement. There like, is improvement there. There is improvement. I know 29 29- percent doesn't sound like improvement but it's improvement yeah also i'm gonna interrupt you real quick um i completely forgot about drew holiday i just saw I was, him on my i list was here. about to i was about to get there like yeah. drew holiday is huge piece solid is solid the big, get it big three great two-way point guard fantastic block, two-way point guard that block was crucial yeah he's just great offensively great defensively smart player i like bobby portis who can give you a spark. Yeah. He's a he's a big he's a guy who can give you a boost when you need it. And this is the best team in this division. I don't think it's particularly close. Like yeah. and it's it's and it's Giannis. Like it's the Giannis factor. Like there is nobody else in this division that has somebody that can come anywhere close to Giannis. Yeah. And like, and that's not a that's not a slight at guys like Levine and DeRozan. They're great for what they are. They're great wings. Yeah. They're great. They're they're great players. But Giannis is a generational talent. Oh, yeah. yeah, like I can use that word. He's proved that to this point. You can use the word generational talent when it comes to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like you can use that word. And I think they're they're just going to be really solid. They have Lopez still in the center. He's getting up there in age and. I think they're going to have to find a big man, and a, a, a five. They're going to have to find yeah. a five here here soon. I, I mean, mean, Portis Lopez is, gets the job done, and that's all. But, they, and Bobby all Portis they, does too. And that's yeah, like I'm pretty they, sure you're about to say I'm about to steal the words out of your mouth. That's what they need. Like, <laughs> yep, exactly. That's they do what they need them to do, and Giannis yeah. just does. Giannis is just Giannis, like. We'll have that debate at some point in time. Maybe that's a one that's an evergreen podcast when we get bored ranking our like we might rank our top ten players in the league right now. I think that would be a great yeah. podcast for later. I know that that's something we can do later. That would be a fun one. Yeah, I think picking up Joe Ingles is actually I know he's thirty five, but I think he's a little bit more important than people think. Mm-hmm. I think he's coming in here to spread the floor, and that's gonna be his one job. And let me tell you, he did it well. <laughs> he's he done it well in his fair. career so far so yeah i mean he's about as good of a percentage three-point shooter as you're going to get i mean he's he didn't shoot it well last year but he's a 41 percent three-point shooter and that's over yep. and he came in the league in 2014 2015 so 
that 2020-2021 year he had with Utah where he was 45% from three was unreal. That's he's they're gonna be great. They're gonna they're gonna battle for the one seed. They had the, the championship contenders. So. Oh, absolutely. I want Bucks odds to win the championship. It's gotta be top three or four. Yeah. It's gotta be top three or four. Assuming but, everyone's healthy. Uh, assuming everyone is healthy. And right now they're eight to one. The Clippers, Celtics, and Warriors are six to one. Brooklyn seven, Milwaukee eight. So, and they're right around the fifth best team in the league, which is probably pretty accurate. I everybody like I don't know what the love is for the Clippers. I don't understand it. I they came out and said Reggie Jackson is probably going to be their starting point guard. Why did you go get John Wall? Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I I I'm very confused by that. But we John Wall's get... looked good in the preseason. So. Yeah, John. If John Wall is any, any is seventy five percent of himself that he used to be, he is better than Reggie Jackson. Yeah. I think we all forget how John, how great John Wall was, yeah. when he was healthy. But you can have that debate of, oh, if they were healthy. Yeah. Well, um, it's the Eastern Conference, so see so you up first. Uh, oh, this is the division I, rankings. I, I kind of hinted at this at the very beginning of. What I how I thought this division was going to look, I think it's Milwaukee, Cleveland, Chicago, and now I got Detroit, Indiana. I I think Indiana's probably the worst team in the East this year. Yeah, I really I, I, I believe that, and I think they're going to challenge the Spurs for the worst team in the league. We're probably gonna have like the same list, but I think it's Milwaukee, it's Cleveland, it's Chicago, it's Detroit, and it's Indiana. This division pretty well sets itself up. Can now can crazy things happen because of injury? Yes. Oh yeah, if Giannis gets hurt, the Bucks might be the worst team. Not literally. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about the worst. I feel it depends on how healthy Middleton is if that were to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because well, I think, because here's the thing: if Giannis is out for the year, I think they like if Giannis were to get hurt and be out for a significant amount of time, I think they go get someone. I don't know who, but I think they go get somebody. I'm or this is, or this is finally, to. or this is finally the time where Chris Middleton gets to show how great he really is. I've always believed in Chris Middleton, and it showed last year. Them, and I think it finally showed last year that them lacking Chris Middleton was the reason they weren't. They weren't Eastern Conference champions. Yeah, I I do think they should. They would have been in the finals last year with Chris Middleton, assuming he was and, healthy. And Giannis, as a Warriors fan, scares me to death. <laughs> scares me to death, buddy. <laughs> yeah, because he can just take over a game, and and he does yeah. it every night. Very very seldomly does Giannis ever have a bad night, yeah. just because of the way he scores. He gets to the rim. You're not stopping him. He bullies his way to the rim too. Yeah. And the worst part is, is if he doesn't have the points, he's gonna have fifteen rebounds and eight assists or whatever and four blocks. Like yeah, it doesn't like, matter. There's, there's no just, such thing as a bad night unless it's like bad night shooting. So yeah. which which he which is which is doable, but like like even the nights like okay, the his lowest point total against the Celtics was twenty four. That was in game one. Guess what? He had a triple double. Yeah. And the twenty-five point game where they lost—I mean, he the that that game was bad. Boston just blew blew the brakes off of him in that game seven. But he had twenty-five, twenty, and nine. 
how many people there aren't too many people out there who can who have that line in them still. Yeah. Have a 2020 line with nine assists. Like, well, I'm just scrolling real quick, like just to see like that he had a 12 point game somewhere back in December. But he almost had a triple double on that game and they blew out Orlando. So yeah, as it gets Orlando, he didn't do it. <laughs> as it gets Orlando, well, it didn't really matter. <laughs> no, well, no, just, just just to prove your point, like Giannis doesn't have bad Giannis doesn't have horrible nights. Like he's yeah. he's matchup proof. He's going to be great night in, night out. And it's all about the other pieces for Milwaukee. And it's about whether guys like Middleton and Holiday can stay healthy. Yeah. Central Division, I mean, probably a clear-cut first team, but I am I promise you Cleveland will challenge for it, and I can see Cleveland challenging for it. Um, Bulls, Lonzo, when they get back, will be interesting, and the Pacers and the Pistons looking for another top-five pick this year in the Wimbenyama race. <laughs> but that'll do it for today's episode of the NBA, and we will see you Friday for the conference predictions. Going to have to get to work on those because it's going to oh. be interesting. Are we still going to do um... – DPOY, yes. MVP, yep. Rookie of the Year, all that stuff too. Mm. All so, right, that that'll be a fun one. There'll be a, that'll be a lot of debate because yeah, a good episode looking ah. for Friday. But we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and week, and we hope to have you join us next time on the Two Bros Sports Podcast. With that being said, I'm your host Hunter Smith, and goodbye.